0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am here with episode three of Reed Fees Unfiltered, where we talk about wrestling and nothing but wrestling. I know this is episode three, and I haven't made an episode of this podcast in a while, man. I've been busy. And um, you know, the last episode that we had on the podcast, if you guys have Apple Music or Podbean and you listen to it, you guys would know that, um, Well, everything was normal, you know? Fast forward, it's April 5th now. We just got through night one of WrestleMania. And we're now all locked in our fucking houses. Global pandemic gone. Multiple governments lying about their numbers. Uh, Our president blocking and test for the virus in January. And now here we are. So our president blocked in tests in February, and our government isn't helping. Chinese government lied about um details on the virus. It's more serious than we thought. And now here we go. Our party all parties are to be the are to be blamed for this. Okay. Alright. Our government, Chinese government, president, all those guys are to blame. Anyway, we're not here to talk about pandemics. We're here to talk about WrestleMania night number one. And I'm I'm going to make this review as short as, as possible because April, you know, it was crunch time for school. And, you know, I got a lot of other videos. to I got to pump one out. I still have my SummerSlam Universe mode video in the works. Well, not in the works. I'm just being super lazy but I'm hoping that can pull more views than my WrestleMania video did. I think my WrestleMania view, um, I think my WrestleMania pay-per-view has about, I want, I want to say 7K views now, with with, a, with, with almost 100 likes. It has a really good like-to-dislike ratio. So I'm hoping my Summer SummerSlam is just as good as that WrestleMania video, but of course, we got to record. We got to record a lot of other stuff, too, so we can just have shit for the week. So I'm just going to plug. So just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at read feeds you know I keep the same name for everything and if you want to add me on fucking PlayStation you know play with your boy Read feeds all caps I'll even put my PSN in the link below now this you guys will see this on YouTube and up and and or Apple podcast so I just want to get uploaded for today but let's go through night 1 man night 1 was uh night 1 was uh eh. night 1 was eh. that's my reaction to night 1 Three big matches on the show. We had the ladder match between Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston. Of course, the three guys you would want to see in a damn ladder match. Jay Uso as well. Um, I think if it was The Miz, Jay Uso, and um, Big E, it wouldn't have been as good as it was. The ending was really good. I liked it. Um, A little cheesy, but... That's only the second time they'd done that, where you know the belt fell off the thing, and he had to grab it. Ziggler did it once, I, th- I think it was back in twenty twelve. But uh, yeah, man, we uh, oh the the um, singles match that turned into an ODQ match between Rollins and KO. That was very good. The pro- the pro- the promo package for that match was absolutely fantastic, fantastic promo package for a feud that I didn't even know what the hell was going on most of the feud. Of course, you know, the last couple of weeks, both Rollins and fucking Kevin Owens cut fantastic promos. And they built up that promo package like it was the goddamn main event. That promo package was fantastic. That promo package was great, man. I gotta give WWE credit, man. A lot of the opening promo package and a lot of the promo packages for the big matches, at least, so far, have been great. I cannot wait to see night two. Cena and Bray Wyatt, Orton and Edge. I'm I really hope those two matches or more matches are built like that. But the big matches, the three big matches, which was Taker, AJ, Edge, Orton, Cena, Wyatt. Those are the three biggest matches on the show. Obviously Brock and Drew as well. I hope all those matches are filmed in somewhat of a cinematic way. But I hope night two more matches are filmed in a more in more you know movie like fashion. You know the big time matches. Obviously, so Cena Bray is obviously gonna be filmed somewhere else, not in the ring. I I I one one hundred percent guarantee that. We all knew that the Boneyard match is gonna be filmed somewhere else. Brock and Drew. Um maybe that'll be filmed in like a parking lot, fucking empty gymnasium, something, man. I I I just I just hope more matches are filmed like that, especially the big matches on the card. There are a lot of big matches on the card but night two. And it already looks better than night one. Like, like literally, night two on paper looks better than night one. But I think we all know what happens when something looks better on paper. But, you know, we... This is too obvious to um, say that it's not going to be better. Like, like, night two is 100% going to be better than night one overall. 100%. Anyway.
1: Let's get to the show. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to
0: keep it as short as possible. Um, the opener, uh, women's tag team titles, like the Bliss Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Saint and Oscar. Uh, this match sucked. Um, I-, I wasn't paying much attention. Well, actually, well, no, I was actually making a thumbnail for other videos while I was watching this match. Uh, yeah, this match simply sucked. This was the opening match of WrestleMania. You know, in the performance center, which looked, which looked, you know, a bit different. So, you know, I expect WWE for changing up the presentation a little bit. But, um, yeah, this opening match didn't do anything for me. Uh, Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross or your new women's tag team champions. And guess who, guess who they are going to defend it against? Absolutely nobody. Want to know why? Because there's a global pandemic going on. You also want to know why? Because after this global pandemic is over, when things settle down, There still won't be nobody to face. You want to know why? Because there are no teams. You want to know why there's no teams? Because WWE doesn't care about tag team wrestling, let alone women's wrestling. So why the fuck would I care about women's tag team wrestling? Come on now.
1: kidding me? If anything, these
0: empty arena shows will expose who is really bad in the ring. Like you thought Alexa Bliss was bad in front of a crowd. My God, is she fucking terrible. With the empty arenas. Like she is. I don't know how you can do so little. In WWE. And get rewarded so much. Another championship. For Alexa Bliss. What is that? Seven? Seven. Most of her reigns are just complete garbage. Okay. She doesn't make anybody better in the ring. Sasha Banks brought her to her best match. Sasha Banks brought Ronda Rousey to her best match. But yet here we are. Hopefully, hopefully Sasha wins the title tonight because she came back. She came back. She had two really good matches with Becky Lynch, and that was it. That was it. She went to, like, a managerial role with Bailey and had matches here and there. Unimportant, though. Nothing important for Sasha. But, you know, they're hopefully building to, uh, you know, a turn for one of the two. Who knows? Maybe Bailey will turn. Maybe Bailey will pin Sasha to retain the title. I don't know. But this match sucked. Lexa Bliss is terrible. She 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 connected on that horrible twisted bliss. She landed on her freaking on her freaking ankles. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I look, man. Look, man. As much as I wanna as much as I rag on WWE, man, like some of these people that are employed here don't belong there, man. Lexa Bliss is one of them, man. She 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 just she just gets rewarded. For doing so little, like she can't tell a freaking wrist lock from a wrist watch, like it's absolutely insane how this woman is seven time champion, combined champion. The tag titles mean absolutely nothing. They, they titles have never meant less in WWE. Every NXT title is more important than every WWE title, except 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 for maybe the WWE title because Brock. Legitimately makes that title fucking relevant. Drew's gonna make it even more relevant though. Anyway, opening match sucked. New women's tag team champions. Who cares next? Corbin and Barry Corbin versus Elias. I'd be lying to you if I said I watched this match. I'd also be lying to you if I said um, I was on Twitter the whole time. And as soon as I got on Twitter, the fucking match was over. Didn't care about this match. I didn't even get this match a prediction um who won i don't even know who won this match i believe it was baron corbin corbin wins in about you know five or six minutes i don't even know how long the match went don't care another pointless match on his um no pretty much pointless wrestlemania card one of the worst cards of all time And these first two matches show and first of all can can we talk about the endings of some of these matches like the next two matches are absolutely insane anyway uh, next match, we had Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn. I was expecting an actual wrestling hand in this match. I was very disappointed in this match. Now, obviously, I can't be you know too disappointed because, you know, no crowd. But I was expecting them to actually go out there and put on the fucking show. And what happens? Bro, Sami Zayn is running out of the ring. He's, he's you know, scattering around the ring, running around the ring, running away from Daniel Bryan. And then as soon as the match picks up, whoever a kick over. One, two, three. Sami retains.
1: Don't understand that one. Um,
0: I just don't understand that one. Actually, no. Sorry. I skipped one, but since I already gave gave my take on that. uh, Shane DeBase versus Becky Lynch. I expected this match to go a lot longer than it did. It went 10 minutes. It, It was positioned third on the card, and now we see why. The ending to this match was fucking terrible. Sudden ending. Becky Lynch rolls her up. Right, the same way she lost a couple times, except, you know, more innovative. She just, you know, um, Cena baser locked in the uh, Carefuda Clutch. Becky Lynch countered one, two, three. Becky retained, and she's officially been the goddamn women's champion for a year. For one year, 365 days. Imagine that, man. Imagine that. Somebody had a longer title reign than Charlotte. But Charlotte is more focused on quantity over quality. Look, I like Becky Lynch. I really do. Love the gimmick. She was super, super over Rumble after us, the Raw after the Royal Rumble. She was super over crowd pop. Great. This man gimmick is outdated. This man thing is out. She has literally been everybody. At this point, we're waiting for the one on one match between her and Ronda Rousey. Meaning that she is going to hold this title throughout 2020 unless something happens tomorrow. Which was already filmed, so we don't know, raw at the WrestleMania. You no, know, Ronda Rousey could pop up, show up, beat the shit out of Becky Lynch. And, you know, we get our one-on-one match at SummerSlam. If Trump decides to, you know, lift the um ban on not travel, but on um or if uh yeah, if if the government decides to lift the uh ban on gatherings. So yeah, Becky Lynch is still your women's champion. This is a very underwhelming match. A lot of these matches have very underwhelming feuds build-ups. Nothing special here, man. I thought I thought this match was going to be hard-hitting. Like it, it wasn't what I thought it was. I 100% thought Shayna Baszler was winning this title. And Shayna Baszler's build-up? For what? She killed everybody in Elimination Chamber just to
1: lose to Becky Lynch? Who does Becky face now if Ronda
0: doesn't come back? If Ronda doesn't come back, this is pointless. Completely pointless. Anyway. Um worst match on the show easily is uh Goldberg versus Roman. Roman's your new champion, and it it's exactly what we all thought it would be. Two minutes seventeen seconds. Match sucked. Goldberg sucks. Roman sucks. Two years too late. Don't care. Next. Um, I'm gonna get on to, you know, an actual good match, you know? Morrison versus uh Kingston. No, one third of the new day. And uh Jimmy Jimmy Uso, this match was very good. Very good match. No, the first good match on the show. First good match on the show. Did we have the, you know, you know, get, you know, Strowman and uh Goldberg before the main event, which is which is good. I'm glad that wasn't the main event. They 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 did they did freaking five they did five hours of production. Okay. Better be the damn main event. Um for a pretty good match between these two, you know, uh, these three. Um uh, not, you know, too many high spots. Kofi um, flying around the ring doing his usual thing. Jimmy Uso doing his uh, time doing the thing. Jumping around. Uso splashes everywhere. You know, no big ladder spots. I was expecting somebody to go through a ladder, maybe a table. Nah. Nothing, you know, too crazy. Nothing too crazy. You don't want to kill yourself in front of nobody. Um, Yeah, man, but a
1: really, really good match overall. I love the ending. The ending was great.
0: The ending was great. Um, they all was, you know, holding on to the thing. And they unhooked it. They unhooked the little um, golden hook thing that the titles are on. Little, uh, what the freak, do you call it, dude. I'm trying to. I don't know what they call. It. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Um, I really don't know what to call it. Uh, little golden thing that the titles are on. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. So, they all unhook it. Right? They're all playing tug of war with it. Then all of a sudden, they fall. Titles fall. So, it, so, in my head, I'm like, okay, first person who touches them wins that match. So, I don't know if Morrison jumped down, or you know, they pushed him down. But, as the titles fell, he pushed Morrison on the ladder, grabbed the he had the had the titles in his hand and Morrison won the match.
1: Morrison won the match. I'm like, holy crap. This is the second time they does something like this.
0: So Morrison wins the match um in a very, very innovative way. I would have thought that ending out, if I was the best writer in the world, Morrison wins. And he retains the titles for himself in the Miz in, a, in what was the first good match of the night. Thank God. And then we get another good match here. We get Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And can I say, the promo package for this was great. I love it. the promo package was built like it was the main event, like I said before. Rollins came out as literal Jesus Christ himself. Okay, he lived up to the Messiah gimmick, and I didn't know what to think about it, but after, you know, seeing that promo package and, you know, him coming out as Messiah, he's living the gimmick. Oh, love it. He's living the gimmick. Came out as Jesus himself, the Messiah. But, um, I'm glad this feud's over. Let's get Kevin Owens and Seth Probably to bigger and better things. Especially Kevin Owens. You know, maybe we get Kevin Owens versus Drew, you know, somewhere down the line. If Drew wins the title, because I still think that Drew isn't going to win, and I wouldn't be so mad about that, because because you would want to have Drew win in front of you no know, people, unless they do it in a cinematic way, which is good. Hopefully they do it. But yeah, man, this match was good, man. This is this uh you know match was
1: very
0: very very um you know high intense early on. Um, Rollins delivered a Falcons arrow to Owens on the goddamn apron. And I'm telling you, right, I was holding my bag when he did it, man. I don't know how these people do it, but Kevin Owens took like, a goddamn Falcons arrow. And props to freaking Seth Rollins. Getting, getting freaking Kevin Owens above his head and shoulder. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then slamming around the hardest part of the ring, man. That had to hurt, man. Owens, man, <laughs> dude, he might be still feeling it, man. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> look, man, he's, you know, technically watching his own match right now that was, you know, filmed one week ago, but my God, man, that had to hurt. That had, I would not want to be coming on in that spot. Um, so, we get really deep into the match. matches match is still going on. At, um, Rollins and Owens are beating the living crap out of each other, and then all of a sudden, bang, fighting out on the freaking ringside area, and then almost just clocked with a bell. Ref rings the bell, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way they're going to do another shit inning for this match. And then Kevin Owens grabs the mic, gets into the ring, right? He right, calls him a little pussy, calls him a little bitch. Rollins comes back, he says, no DQ. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then we get an extra 10 minutes of the match. Or not like 10 minutes, but almost 10 minutes of the match. And then Kevin Owens does some uh, does some uh, evil Knievel type stuff, right?
1: Plops Rollins on the table, on the on the one and only announce table, right.
0: He runs it back, runs back to the back of like the WrestleMania sign, right. He's climbing up the sign. Wait, he's on
1: top of the sign. He's on top of the sign, and he jumps
0: off through the table through Rollins. He then gets him back in the ring. Rollins is grunting hard as hell. He sounds like he's dying. Thousand deaths. Gives him a stunner. Owens wins.
1: Rollins is now uh, the 5 and 1 at
0: WrestleMania. I'm not sure. But um, he's no longer undefeated at WrestleMania. So another WrestleMania streak, not playing. But yeah, Kevin Owens wins. Hopefully, Owens and Rollins move on to bigger and better things. But like, 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 like I said, especially Kevin Owens. Cause I think he deserves. It. I think he deserves another world title one. But obviously, you know, this is Drew's time. Drew's probably gonna hold it until I don't know, maybe SummerSlam, maybe nah. That's too short. That's too short. Drew can have a lot of confused with a lot of people. And Kevin Owens can be the first one. Kevin Owens can win the Royal Rumble next year. Kevin Owens can one hundred percent win the Royal Rumble next year. He is super over with the crowd as a baby face. And you know what, bro? I'm not I am not I'm not gonna lie to you. Him as a baby face, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then those promos on SmackDown on Shane McMahon were fantastic. He was speaking for the fans, and then he came over to Raw, and he's doing a lot of some, some you know, great baby face work. So maybe we could heal KL. versus just face Drew. Because I know that they're gonna do face versus face,
1: or maybe you turn Drew heel.
0: maybe. Mm. Anyway, man, great match between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Probably, the, probably my favorite match on the show. That was until the goddamn main event. <laughs> that was the main event, which wasn't even a goddamn match. It was a goddamn mini-movie, and I fucking loved it. We're going to talk about it. All right, uh, Goldberg versus uh, Brian Roman. I think I talked about that, right? If not, well, then we'll talk about it now. Spear, spear, spear. Power slam, power slam, power slam. Don't give a fuck about either guys. Showman's character is completely dead. Don't want to hear it. He won the tag team titles at WrestleMania with a 10-year-old kid. And then he fought the SNL guys the next year.
1: He's dead. He should have been a universal champion in 2017. Twice. They had No Mercy, and then he had SummerSlam. They flopped two times. Done. It's over. Nobody cares.
0: Right, Roman is gonna come back at some point, or maybe you know John Cena fiend. You know, happens. Winner takes on Roman the same night, or maybe on SmackDown. Make it happen. Something.
1: Match suck Didn't care. Uh just nothing to say.
0: There's literally nothing to say about this match. Nothing. It's exactly what everybody thought it was going to be. Nope, nobody cares about either guy. They both suck. You know, Goldberg, the fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, and now, you know, Braun Strowman, the guy who, you know, crapped on every indie wrestler for not having a job and not working for WWE because he knows that WWE is literally the only goddamn company going on right now besides AEW. It's a joke. Strowman's a joke. Showman is a literal joke. He crapped, he crapped on all the indie wrestlers saying, ha, 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 you don't work with WWE, you can't make any money. That's, that's you know, pretty much summing up what he did. He went on um, Evil Uno from The Dark Order. His, his Instagram page, and he was pretty much crying him on. He said, oh, my God, enough with this, blah, 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 make me a Patreon, give me money type stuff. So he he was pretty much crying on all indie wrestlers because, you know, one, they're out of jobs right? So, you know, they can't, you know, they cannot make money, right? They 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 literally cannot make, they have, like, they can't make money. They're out of a job. You know, this pandemic is affecting independent wrestling the most, obviously, because, you know, now those guys are out of jobs. They can't make their money. And, you know, Strom was on here saying, you don't work for WWE. ha ha ha. You can't make money. Ha ha ha. Then he got absolutely destroyed for it and blocked everybody who was calling him out for it. So you can add Braun Strowman on the list of WWE clowns
1: who don't know how to use social media. Thank you.
0: Please join Seth Rollins. Even though Seth Rollins is much better on goddamn Twitter. Thank God. And Corey Graves, who also is much better on Twitter. Thank God. Swear, man. These goddamn wrestlers don't know how to use Twitter. Who's worse? Regular people are wrestlers. Holy shit. Who's more Sensitive. Jesus Christ! You criticized Alexa Bliss, but you have all the stands. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God! You stop criticizing my queen! Shut up! She don't know you in real life. She doesn't care about you. She's gonna give a shit if you died tomorrow. She couldn't care. Wouldn't care. Fuck out of here, bro. Braun Strowman, man. <laughs> God, he's universal champion. He's the universal champion. How about one friend busting my balls about it all night? I Fucking hate him. Fucking hate him. I'm going to put his link in the description. Check out his channel. Check out his channel. I'm going to put his link down in the description. Make makes him, make him, you know, very good Madden videos, man. Check him out. All right, help my guy get the 1,000 subs, 900 subs. He's very close.
1: Close friend of mine. Anyway. On to the main event.
0: <laughs> on to the main event. AJ Styles versus Goddamn David Undertaker. First of all, this promo package was probably the best promo package of the night. Best build-up to any match oh, on on night one. Okay, obviously, Edwin Orton is the best feud of this entire show. The entire show in general, right? Match of the night. Also, production of the night. It gets every reward. You know, like, a, you know, a camera guy we get a production guy we get an act. Like, like everything. This match is everything. Ten stars. You know what, bro? Somebody call Melzer, bro. This might be the first freaking eight-star match. You kidding me? It's not even a match. It's a freaking movie.
1: That's what this was. That's what this was.
0: Um... (laughs) This is great. The introduction was absolutely great. I'm thinking, okay, dude, Undertaker's gonna arrive in a hearse. Okay, Deadman Taker. Okay, bro. Listen, biker taker, dead man taker, don't care who it was, right? Hearst arrives in the graveyard, right? Two guys come out, druids, right? They pull out the um, casket, right? They open it, and then all of a sudden, it's AJ Styles. <laughs> all of a sudden, AJ Styles pops up. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. The first two minutes of that was better than... Was better than Goldberg versus Roman in the opening match. You know, the two worst matches on the show. Suck. Fantastic stuff, man. AJ Styles comes out of the hearse, and he is just trolling, bro. I got full, man. I really thought that was Undertaker. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then they cut to a bike riding down the road with some like metal music. I'm like, oh my god. I believe it was Metallica, maybe? That that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, Taker riding down the road on his bike, arriving to the graveyard. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I haven't marked out for anything WWE related in years. Years. It's been a long time. Okay, maybe, maybe like a takeover match because, you know, t- takeovers are fantastic. First of all, last night should have been Takeover and tonight should be WrestleMania. You know, fuck it. Fuck this pandemic. Fuck it. fuck it. I don't care. Taker rides down on this thing. He rides in the graveyard and this. The first five minutes of this was absolutely fantastic this whole thing was fantastic now they had you know a little bit of cheesy things but that I, i'm not gonna nitpick dude i'm not gonna nitpick i don't care what it was this was something out of WWE's realm and they this is what they need to do if this isn't any indicator right if they're gonna still do shows which
1: i don't know why they're doing shows at all but you gotta give wb credit man you, you you got to give him credit
0: when it's due. These people went out there in like a wooded area for five hours to produce this match. Five hours to produce this match. If they took five hours to produce a regular WWE pay-per-view they like all the matches, man, we wouldn't be talking about how garbage WWE was, man. We wouldn't. If they are going to still do shows, which I don't know how they're going to do since, you know, the stay-at-home order was issued in Florida a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they had to film, you know, prematurely. So, we don't know what they're doing after that SmackDown episode. We don't know if they're still going to be taping. Right? We don't know. So, right now, all the superstars are
1: on one-week height. They have all been off for a week. Great. They all deserve it.
0: They all deserve it. Whether you're trash or not, you deserve it. Let me freaking bust in their chops 52 weeks straight. They, they they deserve a break. They do. They really do. I, I respect each and every performer who was going out here and, and had to perform in
1: these conditions. I respect you all. Whether you're trash or not.
0: And yes, I literally just said whether you're trash or not. Rose me. Fantastic stuff, man. Five hours of production produces match. Five hours. You gotta see the behind the scenes pictures. Maybe, m- maybe, maybe when I edited this, I will uh put some pictures in there. Maybe. Anyway. So they're fighting, right? They're just, they're just like beating the crap out each other at this point. Undertaker takes this little thing off the ground, right? And tries to like kill Styles with it. Bam! Styles so moved out of the way. And he hits the glass, and now you know his arm is shattered. You know his uh, you know his arm is cut, and so is AJ Styles' arm cut. So you know there, there, there you know was you know a little bit of blood, but you know obviously not
1: too much. Um,
0: around like you know the halfway mark Market is match, Gallows and Anderson come out. I'm like okay, because obviously they were going to be a big part too. So, Gavin Anderson come out, right? They start jumping, Taker, but before they can do anything,
1: right? Like, a bunch of
0: lights come on, right? From behind this little fence. So, they break down,
1: and it's a bunch of druids. A bunch of druids come out to beat the shit out of the Undertaker. And as they're doing that, the OC guys are also jumping them. Right,
0: just for Undertaker. Like two minutes later, <laughs> to absolutely kill the OC, Right, I'm like, oh crap. Here we go. But then you know, of course, by the time you know all that settled down, Styles come out of nowhere and hit him with a uh, cement, big ass, big ass nigger cement. Bam, killed Taker. And obviously, that took him out of the match. They're playing up his uh, age, so he got hit with that thing hard, and now. Undertaker is, you know, he's acting like he's dying. And like, dude this on his last breath, right? He just got hit with a whole thing or something. So, Styles, right? He puts uh, Taker in the thing. He puts him in the uh, pit. Puts him in the pit. Styles goes to the tractor, at, right? He's uh, laughing, right? He doesn't even turn on the thing, Right? He's just so astonished by what he did. He doesn't even turn on the thing, right? Now, I don't know if I missed it, but I think you can see Taker, you know, getting up maybe and, you know, teleport. Behind. I don't know. That's what people were telling me, but I'm going to have to rewatch it. Nonetheless, as soon as he's about to, you know, quote unquote, bury Undertaker, you can't, you cannot bury Undertaker. Come on now. Literally or figuratively, come on. Come on now, super right now,
1: as soon as he's about to do that,
0: all of a sudden, taker just pops up behind him like 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 he's fucking Michael Myers or Jason, and he literally like he pops up behind him like this is a horror movie, like right? pops up behind him, and I don't know if he chose land or like he just started like beating him senseless, but taker pops up behind him beats AJ Styles up, right? Now all of a sudden, the favor the uh, you know, match, the match, the sequence is in favor of the Undertaker again. So then they start fighting. I'm like, okay, Styles climbs up the little ladder, right? Now they're on the roof of the fucking house. Great. And then you know, Taker does you know, Kane reference. You know, he brings up the fire. Fire comes up. Oh shit! Styles, like, what the hell's going on here? And then all of a sudden, Gallows and Anderson come out of nowhere. I'm like, where the hell did they come from? <laughs> Weedy
1: didn't hear him climb the ladder. We didn't see him climb the ladder. They just popped up.
0: So they pop up and then, you know, they get instantly destroyed. Um, I think uh, Gallows got thrown off the roof. <laughs> some mankind shit. And then um, Gallows just got booted off the roof. And then Styles and Taker are fighting. Of course, Taker gets the advantage here, grabs him up, chokeslams him into a stack of hate. I believe that's what it was. He chokeslams him into a hate stack, and then that was pretty much it. After that, Styles is dead. Styles is literally on his, like, last breath now, just like Undertaker. He's like, oh, my God, dude. Freaking, like, Taker's talking to him, and, you know, normal Undertaker voice, which is, which is really weird in a WWE match, because, you know, never, like, this is, you know, biker Taker, so... You're gonna get a little bit more real life Undertaker type voice here. So he's talking to him, right? And he's like, "There, there." Oh my god, right? And then starts hugging AJ Styles. I'm like, <laughs> "You hug Styles,
1: right?" And then
0: he boots him. He literally boots him into the grave. Don't know if he chose land him or or he booted him, right? But. At, but at this point, Styles has lost his man. right? So Taker, you know, taking his good old time, he actually turns on the tractor, right? Dumps the dirt inside of the grave, right? And Taker pretty much wins the match. You know, sequence ends, little little, um, epic theme music throughout. The, the, the music, the, 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 the cuts, the cameras, everything, the production, fantastic cannot shit on this. Now, people are comparing this to the Final Deletion or stuff from Lucha Underground, which is, which is, you know, good, okay? You can compare this to the Final Deletion. And you can compare this to Lucha Underground. Because, you know, those things were good. But what I didn't like was somebody was saying, like, a lot of people were saying, oh my god, dude, Matt Hardy left, Matt Hardy this, Matt Hardy that. I'm like, bro, Matt Hardy didn't invent fucking cinematic matches. You absolute clowns. <laughs> I don't get these people. How how young are these people? You know, I'm 20, right? I didn't know anything about any type of broken Matt Hardy until literally after he left TNA to go to Ring of Honor. I didn't know anything about broken Matt Hardy, so I'm not going to pretend, oh, my God, the final... Deletion. Yes, yes, I see the final deletion. Yes, it was good. It was real good. And, yes, you can compare that to the Boneyard match. Great. There's no problem comparing it. But when people, like, okay... There are, there, are like, there are like two sides of this. There are the people who compare it to something like the Final Deletion or Lucha Underground, which are actually good, right? And then you have people who get mad when you say those things. So, um, you uh, have people praising the Bowling Iron match, comparing it to something like the Final Deletion. All you They're like, oh my God, dude, this match was so freaking good. It, it reminded me a lot of the Final Deletion. And for some reason, People get mad and very defensive, very quickly. I, I don't know who's worse, WWE fans or AEW fans, because you know what, AEW has been around for what less than a year. We're talking about TV here, people, like actual TV, less than a year, right? And their fan base is toxic shit, bro. Like they can't take criticism for shit, bro. You you say anything bad about AEW? Oh my god, dude! You can't say bad about you can't say anything bad about AEW because all the WWE's been garbage, so no, 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 that's not, that's not how it's going to work, you have those people who, who compare the boneyard match to like something like the final deletion, and then you have, right, and then, then for some strange reason, people are taking offense to that, they're getting super defensive for WWE, I'm like, all I'm doing is comparing one match to the other, which was also good, so, the fuck are you rambling about, what are you mad for, why are you getting defensive for WWE? People are so quick to defend somebody when when literally we're not even talking about them. We're literally comparing the Boneyard to the Final of the Leash or like Boneyard to something from Lucha Underground. Right? And then people are getting mad. For what? <laughs> You're literally getting mad for us praising a match and comparing it to another match. <laughs> I don't get you people. I don't get fucking WWE fans, bro. Like, there, there are some retarded ass fans out there who just take offense to everything and just Oh, and these are probably, and uh, look, man, the same, listen, I I have, like, eight minutes left, right, because I low-key set a time limit for myself, so I'm going to try to end this, you know, like, six, seven or so minutes, but I just want to get this out there. And then you have those people, right, who are comparing, right, this, uh, Matt Hardy's final deletion and saying WWE stole Matt Hardy's idea. <sighs> These people must be fucking, like, 18 years or younger. You know, I'm 20. But these people must be young as fuck. like maybe well, no, 17, 16. There is no way people think Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, after he left. Oh, I'm like, oh, my, oh, my God, dude. As soon as he leaves. Oh, my God. They freaking do something cinematic. What did you idiots expect? Did you expect a regular match between these two? In the ring called the Boneyard match with, you know, a fucking fake ass grave at ringside? Is that what you expected? Come on now, we all knew it was going to happen before it even happened, right? Then you have the idiots saying that WWE stole ideas. I know I said it three times, but I but you know I kind of got sidetracked by saying something else. Then you have those idiots saying, "Oh my god, WWE stole Matt Hardy's idea." Matt Hardy did not invent cinematic wrestling. Yes, the final deletion was fucking okay. Great, was uh was this better? Can you compare it to the final deletion? Yes. Don't care. <laughs> You can compare it, but don't get mad because people are comparing it. it. Makes no fucking sense. You're an idiot. Right? You have people saying, you know, <laughs> praising Matt Hardy. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you, Matt Hardy. Thank you, Matt Hardy. Thank you, Matt Hardy for this recipe. Man, I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you, you are an idiot. The people who say this are idiots. You, you, there was no way people believe that, man. That's this is fucking stupid, man. Just fucking cockeyed, Matt Hardy. Dude, Matt Hardy's old as hell, right? He almost had a career-ending injury. He came back during a live event. I, I, I don't even know how he came back. And now people are just gonna pretend that this guy is just the greatest fucking creative warrior of all time. Cut it, cut it, man. Matt Hardy is way out of his prime. The broken thing is, is good. It's like, okay.
1: It's okay. It is literally outlived this day. Like, sorry. Truth hurts.
0: Unbelievable how people are sitting here saying, thank you, Matt Hardy. You should name Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy this, Matt Hardy that. As it Matt Hardy invented cinematic wrestling. You stupid. So, you have, you know, three types of people. You have people who thought the match was garbage right? right. You have people who thought the match was garbage, which is, you know, can be your uh, opinion, but the majority opinion said the match was good, right? So if you thought the match was garbage, what the fuck did you expect? Did you expect the regular match? It's called the fucking Boneyard match. Nobody wanted to see these two wrestling that in the arena. Nobody. So you are in the very, very small minority. You have those people who get offended when you compare it to another type of match, this style that was also good, which I don't get as well. You know, sensitive ass fans, especially in WWE. Dude, AEW, you thought AEW had sensitive fans? Dude, WWE still has more sensitive fans than AEW. No matter how many fucking fans get mad when you criticize AEW for anything, because they, th- because you know, they think they're immune to criticism. Just like you know, some delusional ass WWE fans are. You are not. A- you are not immune to criticism. You are put on the show, meaning that you are open for criticism. Okay? Tired of people saying, oh my God, dude, this pandemic, hard times, this, hard times, that. No motherfucker. You put on the goddamn show? You put on the show, guess what? You're gonna be open to criticism as much as you're open to fucking praise. Sorry. Sorry. And then you had those people who are, you know, somehow thinking Matt Hardy invented cinematic wrestling. Yes, all those things were good. Matt Hardy didn't invent shit. Matt Hardy is way out of his fucking prime. Please stop. Matt, bro, Hardy even tweeted out, like, he even tweeted out about the match. He he obviously watched the match. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Matt Hardy tweeted about that match, and he was positive. He was saying, oh, my God, people, calm down, calm down. I didn't even, like, Matt Hardy shutting down these fucking clowns. Fucking delusion as AEW, delusion as WWE fans, man. Again, I don't know who's worse, man. I don't know who's worse. I man. the people who can't take criticism while we're praising something or people who can't take criticism, that's, you know, blatantly obvious. That's a freaking obvious criticism of theirs t- towards them. Don't get it. Anyway, the man, the boneyard match was fantastic. The production was great. Five hours of production, and it was the best thing on the show. Honestly, it might be one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time. Of all time. It might be, man. Style and take it delivered. Uh, honestly, man, I wouldn't even call it a match. I don't know what to call it. A mini-movie, maybe? An episode. I don't know. Anyway, man. That's been the review. Night two should be a hundred times better than night one, regardless of um cinematic movie matches or just the regular empty arena matches. But I hope Cena and Wyatt. That's obviously going to be a cinematic. Brock and Drew. I'm hoping it's a cinematic. Um, and what else? Oh, Edge and Orton, Last Man Standing. I hope that's a cinematic as well. Filmed in one of their like you know houses or something. I don't know. Be creative with it. Hopefully, those are the three big matches that I hope are cinematic. Especially Cena, Wyatt, and um, Orton Edge. Those two are 100 percent going to be cinematic in my opinion rock and drew maybe charlotte rhea maybe don't know about the other matters on the card that nobody gives a shit about anyway man i'm gonna get out of here because we are gonna have to put this up uh, sooner rather than later i'm going to put this on apple podcast and it will be on youtube a little later so if you guys enjoyed it be sure to leave a like subscribe to your boy man we almost had a thousand subscribers this is The only, you know, podcast episodes I will probably upload here on the channel. And then you will have to, you know, subscribe to my Apple Music Podcast and refeeds. But until next time, I will see you guys for number two. You'll also be doing a review on that. That will go on Monday. Until then, peace out.